Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I am Francine Belay, your host, digital strategist specialized in corporate and personal branding. I am also a speaker and author of the book, Personal Branding in the Digital Age, How to Become a Noon Expert, Thrive and Make a Difference in a Connected World. I am super, super thrilled to bring you inspirational stories, strategies, and practical tips to get more meaning in your life, make more money, and lead a movement to change the world. I am on a mission to help you to connect to your true identity, find your unique value, and become a leading voice in your marketplace. Are you finding it difficult to get anything done these days and be productive? Maybe you are unfocused, unorganized and have unproductive days regardless how much you are determined to get things done. I have been working remotely for the last five years and have created two useful tools for you based on my own routine and how the energy flows to avoid being stuck in inertia and get things done easily. So those two tools are the integrated planning map and the daily productivity calendar. When you are using both tools together, you'll get back in flow in no time. So the integrated planning map will actually be able to provide a variety of daily activity that match the natural energy flow to avoid getting stuck in inertia in the first place. With this planning map, you will be able to choose in the five categories, a list of activities to do every day at the right time to be more productive. With the daily productivity calendar, you'll keep in mind your top project for the month, the week output, that you need to achieve to move towards your monthly goals and also your daily priorities. You are going to have all those on a single sheet of paper. You will also access a daily calendar to plan hourly your task and easily block the time you need to accomplish your most important task. So this simple calendar will help you avoid the overwhelm by having in front of you the most important thing you should focus on at any given time. So to access both tools is simple. You go to francinebelay.com slash planner. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash planner. I have the great pleasure to have today Tom Morgus. He is one of the most brilliant minds behind some of the most successful and profitable marketing and sales campaign in the past decade. But he is also a mentor of mine who actually encouraged me to start this podcast more than a year ago to start with. And Tom has helped more than 100 brands and businesses grow their traffic leads and sales using his launch to profit methodology and some of the campaign that he managed include a record setting quick starter campaign that generated almost half a million us dollars in 33 days so he also launched a lot of books um, that have landed his author on the new york times wall street journal and us usa today bestseller list and much much more and i'm so so privileged to have him as a guest in my podcast today hi tom welcome to the meaningful work meaningful life podcast francine thank you for having me i'm excited to uh, to talk today and and share some insights with your audience and i'm pumped to be on here because it's yes i do i do recall having the conversation with you thinking <laughs> when we were talking about this idea i was like well that's a no-brainer this is like you should do this it's absolutely necessary i love how far you've gone with it and how it's going and how it's growing. It's oh, thank, great, great work. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much also for encouraging me. Tell us in your own words, what you currently do. I, it's funny because I don't have an elevator pitch for it. It really depends on who I'm talking to, but I do, you know, I do a lot of, I do work online. I do, I do, blog, I have a blog, I have a podcast. I guess you could say I'm a blogger or a podcaster, but I also have a publishing company. And so we publish, you know, a handful of books a year. It's kind of a small imprint. Um, and then I, 
have my hands in a couple other kind of pies. Uh, I, I kind of collaborate on a, a, a few other projects. And so do a lot of work in launches, like product launches, like you were, you were mentioning. So books primarily, but I've worked at software companies, like SaaS companies and stuff like that, done virtual summits and product launches and things like that, done crowdfunding campaigns. So I've kind of always been, I don't know, I guess I'm a marketer, you know, or something like that, or a launch marketer. I don't know. It's funny because it's like the people that need my, my help find me and they know they need it. And then we just go kind of thing or whatever that is. So it's been interesting because this is the other thing I'm noticing in the space that we're in, because I don't even have to be able to explain what I do, as you can tell, and live a very good, fulfilling, full life. And that's what I've noticed about a lot of people I work with and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, you know, most people don't know this person exists, but you know, he's got like a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube and he's just, and he's crushing it. And you've never heard of this guy, you know, mm. and it's, it's interesting. Um, quick aside on that, but that's kind of what I do in a nutshell, not very well summarized, but you get an idea and then we can kind of go down whichever rabbit hole you'd like. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I remember that you told me that actually the first time that I, um, I came actually, I, I, I knew about you before actually mm. I started to be involved in your mastermind. Mm -hmm. But um, I also, this is also what you told me when we uh, I first got in touch with you. People find you when they need you, actually. And yeah. this is the most beautiful thing, actually. You don't it, it have really to is. really shout out there. <laughs> no, I, and I'm really realizing more and more shouting is definitely the wrong answer. I never, and I never took to shouting in the beginning, but I did think to myself, well, how can I, instead of shouting, how can we just have a lot of people talking about the same thing? That's always been my, my uh, process or methodology when it comes to launches, right? Because I'm not just trying to like, because you could always throw a ton of money and be in front of everyone, yeah. but that's not effective. Um, it's really not, especially now in, in you know, the different games people play. So you can't really use the yardstick of measuring something from campaigns from like 10 years ago to what they are today, mm -hmm. right? And so when I say these events, these launches, what I'm talking about and this idea, um, it's like, how, how do you stand out in a very noisy world that's so noisy and it's seemingly so overcrowded online? And I don't, and I don't think you get there. Um, I don't think you get there doing what everybody else is doing. That's for sure, like at a minimum. But it's like, uh, I think that the, the critical thing to remember is that if you have something worth sharing, like that's the kind of stuff that sticks. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, I've, been, I've actually been working on a blog post, but I haven't published it yet, but I've been thinking about this a lot. It doesn't have to be like relevant or topical. You don't have to keep up with the times because I think that's a loser's proposition. I think a lot of people go that way and then they get sucked into things like spending tons of time in social media and it doesn't produce anything. Listen, if it produces something, go for it. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't produce, if it doesn't bear fruit, what are you doing? What, nobody's seeing your post from a year ago on Facebook. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I have an article that I wrote like, I don't know, it's probably seven years ago now. Mm -hmm. It still gets me traffic, still gets me sales. Mm -hmm. So content marketing still works and the right kind of strategy still works in these days, you know, th this day and age. But I think with, with everybody trying to, when everything seems overhyped and just noisy, 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 I think it's remember to just be calm and, and, and you can even speak softly and just publish good stuff and people will start to find you. And, and if you play in the long game, it will work. It, without a shadow of a doubt, it will work. There's you're still a lot of hard work. I'm not trying to make this sound easy. Mm. I'm just saying like the certainty. I, I believe that's the only certain path. And everything else is kind of like, well, it might work, but I don't know if it's a strategy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I remember offline earlier, we we're talking about, um, you know, um, the bad strategies, trying to compare ourselves with anybody else. Uh, you know, um, measures or, you know, we, we, we trying to find whether it's in, you know, business, in our, yeah. our own private life, in our health, we're health, you know, talking yeah. about everything actually is not a good strategy <laughs> to um, compare ourselves with, um, you know, other people. What have you seen in this space that, you know, people is one of the myths that people are actually going they just see something that is working and then they just embark into that solution to try to do the same thing. Well, I think it's, it's, it's ever present. It's, it's all over. I mean, that, you know, I think that the, the, the question begets the answer on that one. Like, you know what I mean? Like anybody can listen to that and be like, I could, you know, think of probably a dozen things that they've seen um, that, that represent that, which is that where people are kind of following the crowd, so to speak, yeah. or when the, when the crowd's doing something, it's like, is that the right thing? I mean, there's literally too many to count. Pick, pick a niche, pick an industry, pick mm -hmm. a topic. It doesn't matter. And it's not just like, oh, the, the solution is to be um, contrary because then you're still in the upside down. You're still spiraling as well. You're still just going against the tide 
in a, in a, and there are people who do that, but I don't think that's the right solution either. What I'm, what I'm, and this is uh, tying it back, and I know we didn't kind of express this, but what we were talking about offline was was actually in the health um, side of things. I think that's worth mentioning because I think it relates to business yeah. in this context. Mm-hmm. And on health, it was like we were both talking about. You mentioned how I was looking like you know much fitter and younger, and and, and you're looking <laughs> fit and young, and like we're both getting healthier, and we were we started to talk about what we were doing, and it was like our our mind, you know, it's like how how you get to like organic, like healthy, natural diet. Mm-hmm. It's not really dieting anymore; it's just lifestyle. No, it's not that exactly right. Lifestyle. And then, and then we t- talked about some of these other things, like you know, gut health and whatnot, and and, and so like ways to optimize and improve it, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I what I was saying was, and what we discussed kind of catching everybody up to speed was that, you know, the hardest thing about these kind of things and getting to a healthy stage where it's like, yeah, you don't have to work out crazy hard to be in like really, really good shape and feel healthy and feel energized. You just have to stop doing, you have to stop doing what everybody else is doing. You have to stop measuring yourself to everybody else. And that's the hardest thing to realize. You have to stop using them as a, uh, a, a measuring stick. Yes. As your standard, you have to stop using everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, cause it's like, we now have the knowledge but now, you, now what the question is, isn't are people, do people have the information or have the knowledge? You have it. Now the question is, do you have the courage to choose a certain path? Mm-hmm. I think that's it. And, and to shut everything else out because there's so much noise. And, and you realize, oh yeah, the reason you cannot use the general public as the measuring stick is because look at it. I mean, look at it. Like, you just look around, okay? And health is an obvious one. You know, it's yeah. like when you're, when you're shoving your body with dairy and gluten and all this other stuff. And when you look through the aisles of, of, of food and it's processed, 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 and the organic stuff is like a quarter of like less than that, 10% of the, the grocery store. All this stuff, like it's, it's not, you know, pretty obviously, pretty conspicuously, it's not set up to benefit you. It's benefiting somebody, yeah. but probably not you. <laughs> so you have to just stop using society and what everybody else is doing as that measuring stick. With yes. businesses, it's the same deal. So you ask for specifics. I would say things like when you look and you see, oh, this is what this person's doing on social media or that this is how they're posting or they're doing Instagram stories every day or they're, they're bringing their kids into it and taking pictures with them. Listen, listen, do whatever you want, but just be very, very careful about what you see online and then trying to mimic it if you don't understand it because, yeah. you know, not only might it not work because you don't see the whole picture, but it yeah. also could lead you down a path you don't want to go. Like, no. It's like, oh, wait, I didn't mean to build this or I didn't mean to do that or this isn't the direction I was going or, oh, this is what it entails now. Because I have met people too where we've done a launch and it's been so successful mm-hmm. that they went kind of underground yeah. because they weren't ready for the pressure of it. Does wow. that make sense? There's yeah. things that happen there too. So like, just be, be careful of, I, that's a different story. But like the point here is that, mm-hmm. um, you know, be careful who you mimic. Um, you, know, you don't know what you're going to get from it. But I guess the broader lesson there is just like, be aware of, try to be as aware and, and or at least um, open to being uh, as aware as possible of what you're getting yourself into, yeah. which is our recommendation. And, and you, then you have to start, stop using the generic, oh, this is what everybody else is doing. You have to start actually analyzing the stuff for yourself. But I would say like, start, don't try to like figure everything else out. That's mm-hmm. also where this thirst for knowledge becomes like a failure mm-hmm. point. So you realize, oh, there's so little I know. Well, where do I start? Stop trying to consume everything. Just mm-hmm. start right, right in front of you. What's real? What's right in front of you? When, when people reach, when they're stretching to try to figure something out, that's when things don't work out. It's when they, mm-hmm. the wheels are spinning. Every time things click is when somebody just kind of shifts and it's like, oh yeah, this thing is right in front of me. Mm-hmm. This is what I should have been doing the whole time. And they start doing it and then little, little by little. Because if you can't keep doing this, a podcast is an example, Francine. Mm-hmm. I, without a shadow of doubt, Apple would put money on this, but I'm not a, I'm not a gambling man. But if I were, <laughs> I would put money on it that you'll be at over a thousand uh, downloads per mm-hmm. episode within a year's time. Mm-hmm. And I believe you might be able to five, 10,000 in the next like three, three years time. Yeah. Um, if you just kept putting one foot in front of the other. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I do believe that. Yes. And, but, but even if you don't, of course. what will happen will, uh, other things will happen because of it. Yeah. Even if you don't hit that number, it's like just setting your sight on the right aim and moving forward and, and just closing everything else out. That's, that's what you got to do. And you can't measure yourself by what other people are doing. Yeah. So I always love your, your um, you know, you are somebody who is real. I always love talking to you because um, it's not, you're always not trying to make uh, things sound um, uh, easier than it is, but your word of wisdom always point things in the right direction. And every time we have a conversation, this is something that I've noticed. And again, what you're saying is that Stop comparing yourself to anything else, but just focusing on what is in front of you. And I think that this is like something that seems obvious, but not many people are doing. And um, it's very, very important to do that. And also what you said earlier, everything is out there, but do you have the courage to follow a certain path? That's the question. And I think that is the hard choice people have to make today. 
is am i following the path i know that is right for me or am i just trying to follow other people because yeah you know, what they are doing i don't know the full picture as you say am i just being picture. swept away exactly <laughs> they might have something else you don't know the full background the full story and you only see a slice of um what is in front of you and you think that that's the whole story yeah it's obviously you know when you express it that way it's like so clearly dangerous um and not, not in a dire way, but it's, it's, it's just a dangerous thing because if you, you can see how, where it could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. If you are just looking at a sliver and it's like, okay, this is the thing I'm going to try to replicate. Mm-hmm. What you don't realize is like, oh, behind the scenes, the only reason that social media persona seems mm-hmm. to be working is because they're financed by, she's financed by her dad or the trust <laughs> fund over here and doesn't produce anything. I mean, I've, I've read, and that's what I, like, it kind of came to my mind like in the last few years because I've been in the space. I've done so much like influencer marketing and um, affiliate marketing. So, you know, I work with like a lot of personal brands and stuff like that. A lot of good, great people. And the ones I work with like are awesome. And mm-hmm. I love it because it's like, there's, um, you, you know, it's important not to lump in people that, you know, do things maybe say improperly or immorally with everybody else. Like, so it's like one of those things where I th- think about like the word influencer, you know, it has a kind of a, a strange negative or positive connotation. I don't really care what I'm, what I'm getting at is just people whose comments are kind of are influential. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and when they share things, it, it influences other people or might motivate them to do mm-hmm. things maybe even better than influence. It's just, uh, you know, mo- motivation really and, and inspiration. So people who can motivate and inspire others is what I, what I think of in that mm-hmm. context and the context of influencers. But what I've seen is that like when we go through that process and, uh, and working with so many of them, you realize like um, that's kind of the shiny outside. And yeah. some people are doing it right. And they're like, Oh wow, this person's a hundred thousand followers. And what they're doing is that this is what they're doing. They're posting like this kind of thing. And if you just started doing that, you will never get up to a hundred thousand followers. Mm-hmm. If you just and you know, anybody's listening to this, you know, it's true. If you just think mm-hmm. about it, like if you just mimicked, if you looked at, if you know what I'm talking about, if you go on Instagram, you look at some of those like influential people, right? Yeah. And if you just tried to replicate what they were doing on the superficial level with their Instagram and did it yourself, you could do it for five years. You, you would never get where they're at <laughs> because there's so much happening behind the scenes. You yeah. do not see and do not know. Exactly. And so that's why when you get a sliver of it, it's like, okay, so then is that where you're going to spend all your time and effort or we're talking about meaningful work? Yeah you know, and meaningful. Well, what's meaningful work? Listen, I think any work can be made meaningful. I do believe that at my core. I believe that's true. Any work you can make meaningful. Okay. Second to that then is, uh, you know, trying to do the most meaningful work you can. And that is finding that edge of where your competence and maybe, maybe your competence and courage lie, right? It's at the edge of your competence and courage because where you're willing to go into a place where maybe it's unknown and there's some uncertainty and at the same time, it's pushing you to your limits, but you're not being thrown into chaos. Mm-hmm. You're not like in the upside down because it's so terribly difficult. You know, a lot of everything online is trying to get you, it's trying to pull you away from what, whatever you're focused on right now. I swear, that's all mm-hmm. it is. That's all social media is designed to do is pull you away from whatever you're really focused on. I really do think that. So I'm not saying get rid of it all, although maybe that's a solution but really get, get hammered in like, and focused in, nailed in on like what that aim is and where you're going. Backward plan it as much as you can. You do not know, need to know the whole path and the whole journey, you know, East Coast to West Coast. You don't need, whole, need to know the whole thing, but maybe you have a general lay of the land mm-hmm. and you know what's right in front of you immediately. Yeah. And it's that thing and do it with joy, do it well, and then do the next thing. Yeah. And don't worry that people are like, crushing it over here all of a sudden with like Instagram stories or all of a sudden, wait, now webinars are big again. Or right now, all of a sudden I got to <laughs> do a podcast. Listen, the reason I recommended a podcast to you, Francine, and, and, and I don't do that for everybody at all. It's not just, it's not my shtick. You know mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, that's, that seems like a, the kind of conversation that would be useful. It seems yeah. like the kind of topic that will help people in the future. It seems the kind of thing that will be relevant as, as, as much relevant now as it will be in the future. Mm-hmm. And so all those things line up and you have a desire and you have the ability to do it. Now you're, I feel like maybe, you know, in, in some regard, this is like some, some edge of what you're doing and it's good. Mm-hmm. It can, it cannot be anything but beneficial. Yeah. And the, the only reason you could, you could sabotage yourself would be if like, oh, I'm, you know, Tim Ferriss has a million views <laughs> and I'm not getting that. I'm not getting a million downloads an episode and then you throw in the towel too early. And that's a shame. It's a shame yeah. when people throw in the towel when they don't have to. I'll just leave it at that because I could keep going. As yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. So, so that's so beautiful. Tell me, actually, um, you know, we, we, we've covered a lot already. Yeah. And then the, the core of the questions that I wanted to ask you, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even started to sure. get to it. 
you you obviously um you know people who don't know you actually yeah. um you have uh, moved from a military background you were military yeah. before right <laughs> yeah to the civilian world how yeah. did you actually first of all move into military to start with yeah. and then back out into the yeah. civilian world <laughs> I'll do, I'll do the, the short story for him, the, yeah. the, quick, the quick highlights. It really, it, the thing that kind of snapped for me was, it was I was in fifth grade. My brother was looking at colleges he wanted to go to, and we didn't have money. And so it was like, that was out of the question. You're not getting, you're like, we're not paying for college. It was like, go find a trade kind of thing, or you got to go pay, pay your own way. But it was always encouraging my family to go to college. And so he looked at it, and he looked at the Naval Academy and the United States Military Academy. And, and that's West Point. And we went to, I got to go with him to West Point. And as soon as I went there, that's our U- U.S. Military Academy. If anybody's not from the States, um, if you look at pictures, it's pretty, a pretty impressive um, like institution and location, especially for a little kid. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go here. I just knew it. It was like the kind of challenging, interesting thing. I was like, everybody, it looked, it seemed so elite and so challenging. And I knew it was hard. Like, and I understood that. I was like, oh yeah, you know, this is like the hardest school, top 10 in America and or maybe the world to get into kind of thing. It's like, okay, I got to start working now. You know what I mean? Like in fifth grade. So I kind of knew it. Um, I did get in, but I also knew if I didn't get in, I was just going to enlist. That's kind of where my mind was at at that point. Cause I was like, just so committed to that path um, for whatever reason, my parents weren't, you know, my, my, I mean, I did, you know, I don't have like military background in my okay. or service in my family necessarily. Yeah. I mean, except for what, like the prerequisites, like everybody did. Yeah. So it was never that. Um, but I did, so I did get into West Point. So it was four years, brutal, but got through it. <laughs> Graduated, was a lieutenant, and then in the, uh, in the U.S. Army, deployed to Iraq, did a year there, uh, came back, was a company commander at the end of my career of a headquarters um, platoon, an airborne unit. And that was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. uh, but also challenging. And it got to the point where I was just kind of, you know, it was one of those things where I'm like, I know where this path leads. And I have the clear path to where I want to go because of some of the things I had been able to achieve up to that point, like in my, you know, what you quote unquote military career, you know what I mean? Like some people are kind of like set up for success. You could say like they have, um, they do like the right things in the right order. They get the right accommodations. They get the right um, positions of yeah. challenging positions. And then they, so I was like on that track, but I was like, you know, that's 15 years of me grinding it out to get to like, what, like not even a general, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm going to, I want to be like, you know, I'll be like a five-star general. That's the only way I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? Uh, but I was like, so I was like, I'm not, I don't think I have the patience mm-hmm. and there's so many other things I wanted to try out. Mm-hmm. So in that last year I was in the army, I started a blog like on the side. I just wanted to start writing publicly, not sharing with anyone, just like put my ideas out there to see, just to get used to it. Actually, I was kind of scared of my own I was almost scared of my own shadow in a way uh, when it came to my writing and my ideas. You know what I mean? And it was part of it. It wasn't because I was writing anything. It was crazy. Like all my stuff's still online. You can see it. It's just like motivational stuff. Like these kind of insights, things like that. Just like kind of more reminders for myself. But putting that stuff online was scary to me at first. So mm-hmm. kind of, you know, kind of exposing yourself, so to speak, mm-hmm. and laying yourself bare in some way, shape or form. Kind of a scary thing. So I did it kind of quietly on the side. I started to kind of go to... Um, on a week on like one of the one weekend I went to a Seth Godin event mm-hmm. I was reading a lot of his stuff I was trying to like learn from other people who were doing this I was really fascinated by the blogging space and I was trying to deconstruct from the outside what they were doing but again that's part of maybe part of the danger but of course I, I just looked at what I could see from the outside and I was you like, were no, still a military at the time I was still in the military so what <laughs> I, I ended up doing was I, I did buy a couple courses and programs kind of thing and I joined I did join a mastermind mm-hmm. and looking back on it it's like, it's funny. It's one of those things you're like, oh yeah, that was kind of sophomoric what we did back then or, or a freshman style or just like real green, but it's like so important. If that, I hadn't done that really strange first mastermind where I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was doing at all. I wouldn't have gotten to where I am. And it's mm-hmm. weird. It's, that's what you have to remember. It's like wherever you're at, like there's gonna be so many things you have to go through. Just, you gotta be ready to strap in and, and, and go along for the ride. You gotta be patient. There's no, there's no shortcuts. Shortcut ends up just being um, a failure point later if it's, if it's genuinely a shortcut. Otherwise, you're just going the direct path, the most efficient direct path, and that's always good. You should always go the direct, most direct efficient path, but you should never take shortcuts that, that will inhibit you in the future or, or even at the cost of what could be. So just be, you know, be cognizant of that because there's a lot of people come to me and they're like, Tom, I, I saw that you did that crowdfunding campaign. You set a record on Kickstarter. Yeah. Yes. I want you to do the same for me. No, it's like, no, it's not, it's not how it works, you know? And, and, and here's the thing, even if they have the ability to, it's one of those things where it's like, let's take a step back and say, why do you want this? Why really wrote weigh the pros and cons. And I think a lot of my job at this point in time, I, I feel like my fiduciary responsibility or my, 
my, my responsibility to clients, um, to people I coach, to, to what I write, I take a lot of stock in it these days. Mm -hmm. Like as mm -hmm. much as I ever did, but maybe even more if I could be, because mm -hmm. I have more keenly aware mm -hmm. of how much further my words go these days mm -hmm. than when I was in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not saying I was ever careless, yeah. but now I'm very aware. Yeah. I, I'm very careful not to say something mm -hmm. that I, that I, unless I know it to be true. Yeah. And everything else is like, that's why I'm like, I'll just give you my opinion. Like, I mm -hmm. think social media is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. um, that's also from experience. But like, mm -hmm. I know, I also know I've heard of people that have mm -hmm. had success with it. But when, I, when it comes to launches and some of the other things I've done, influencer and affiliate mm -hmm. marketing, email marketing, mm -hmm. launch funnels, these kind of things, I've implemented them. I've seen that they work. And then that's, I, that's where I try to focus, like where, where I want to improve is on the stuff that's practically speaking right there. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that makes total yeah. sense. Sorry, I know we just went out, we yeah. went out this way. Yeah, but, yeah no, that's yeah. cool. And then uh, finally, you left the military uh, career because, you know, you were not, you, you just find what lit you when you were going through those mass minds, I suppose. Yeah, it was just, well, so I was doing that on the side. And so that last year I was like, okay, well, it was either continue on like in the military career or it's like, uh, let's take a leap. And I had not, so at that point, I was just blogging and podcasting on the side. Hadn't, make a, hadn't made a dollar. <laughs> um, well, in the beginning, actually, the first thing I did, I, I put, put a ton of stuff out for free. The first thing I actually rolled out was a pay what you want book. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, from that Seth Godin event. So I took mm -hmm. a bunch of notes. I drew some pictures. I sent it to Seth. I said, hey, do you mind if I share this on my website? Mm -hmm. um, and, and basically got his permission to like put it up there and leave it up for tips. And then I ended up eventually I ended up posting on um, Amazon, trying to get it free, but they don't allow that anymore. So it's like 99 cents. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it was notes from Seth Godin's Revolution Conference. And I made it pay what you want. I ended up making about $500 in tips. And that was after about, you know, 12 months of probably blogging, I think at that point, maybe to make my first $500 of having invested thousands into the process at this point, <laughs> do you understand, you know, to so putting this in perspective and how much I was writing and how much I was tr hustling. Mm -hmm. I was like in the morning, I'd, I'd have to wake up at like 4am cause I had to, you know, I had to be in at, at work at like, you know, 5:30 for like stand up, and then you know the company, you know, meet da 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 through the day. Then I get you know I have my lunch for an hour. I'd go to my car, I'd write on my laptop. I get mm -hmm. home at like 6 p.m. I'd work. On weekends I was just writing. I was just working. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't I didn't do anything else really. Yeah. I just worked, worked, worked. And I got, but I but but that $500 was a light bulb. One, people will pay for things that they don't have to if you give mm -hmm. them a choice, mm -hmm. and you give them a compelling proposition. So that's pay what you want pricing. Mm -hmm. Maybe a story for a different time. The second mm -hmm. real realization was. My, my work is good enough. People will pay me for it. Like this was just a tip, you know, I'm really, so people were paying me on all the stuff that they had read prior to that. And I had been building my list because of that growing my email list by, by writing and blogging at this, because I knew that was the smart thing to do. I knew that was right. That is still correct, by the way, build an yeah. email list right from the start. So yeah. like some, some things are just for sure. Correct. You should just be doing. Um, but that's how I got it. And then I was like, you know what, when I get out, I'm going to try it. I, I believe that with where I'm at in my life, that if I jump and fail at this point, the worst that will happen is I incur some debt, but I had a lot of savings at that point or, or, or a strong saving base. Like, cause I was just a single guy in the army. I just saved. Mm -hmm. I lived on nothing, you know, I saved and I invested. And so mm -hmm. I knew I could recover from like a year of just nothing really happening. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I decided to take a year off to travel around the world. She was a yoga instructor. And so I was blogging. So it gave me time to like find some space and time to figure out if this blogging thing can work. And mm -hmm. I basically just, it was like me online trying to do odd jobs online. And I realized in a lot of ways, I was like a, a freelancer slash coach slash consultant slash experimenter, you know, mm -hmm. these digital products. I just did it all just to figure out what, how it all worked and how it all worked together. And it was crazy, just like little by little, little by little, and then getting some public exposure and then a track record of public successes. So now I don't have to do anything and I will mm -hmm. constantly have people coming to me. Mm -hmm. But that, that took like, you know, three years of solid effort. But that first mm -hmm. year we were traveling abroad, I was getting started. It went so well that we weren't in debt. I thought we were going to be in debt at the last, that, mm -hmm. that end of the, that year, but we were actually doing well. So well, we decided to do another year abroad. I know that sounds totally spoiled right now. And I have three kids and I cannot believe we did it now looking back on it. But we did that. So we basically traveled around the world for like two years, kind of living that nomad lifestyle while I was building my thing. Courtney was doing kind of yoga. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when we came back to the States, we settled um, near Aspen, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And Courtney had been doing my books, like the CFO work and stuff like that. And this ended up being a great place for us to settle down and now raise a family. But yeah. like it was little by little. I just saw, oh, the ebook worked. And then I rolled out the next ebook. And it was a little bit better, not much. <laughs> and then it was like, what's the next thing? Okay, well, I'll publish this other person's book. Okay, well, I did that. Now what? Well, here's this e-course. Let's try that. Okay, how about this coaching thing? And she was constantly experimenting, yeah. iterating on this different stuff to get there and realizing a lot of this has just been for me, experimentation of finding out what I like to do mm -hmm. and realizing I don't like to do 99% of it. 
but mm-hmm. but there's a, a core of it that I think is important. And and I'm always I'm kind of a battering ram, and I like to do experiential stuff. I like to do it myself and then share what I've learned. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, the whole thing kind of lined up really well for me. You know, this is 2000 for context. This is 2013, 14, 15 time period. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. 13 to 15 was when we were traveling. Oh. And so it was a lot of hard work over those, those first few years, years to get it stabilized, do, to get to the point. Mm-hmm. But then it all of a sudden kind of is a, it's a machine that was built um, yeah. to a degree. Yeah. And, yeah. and now because I have the email list, I know it won't go away either. So it's like yeah. I still have that content. And even if I got hit on traffic, it's fine because <laughs> I still have the email list. And I still have all the partners yes. that I've worked with and all the people. So yeah. that is the that is actually probably the long uh, summary yeah. of the long story. Yeah, but yeah. I, no, it, at, at least it gave us a, a yeah. great picture of how you experimented up to where you are today. So, is there yeah. anything you can share that nobody knows or people don't know much about you? <laughs> hmm. That I think. Not that the bear come in your garden at night. That's one. Well, I yeah, know. I've had that. I've had that. I, guess, I, I did post that on Instagram. We do get bears and I do see a mountain lion here. I live in the mountains, but a lot of people know that. No, I was going to say this. I was going to say, you know, in the online space, like mm-hmm. that people don't know about me is that I think, um, you know, I do, I do a lot of this work online. I do a lot of this marketing and stuff like that. Um, but all of it's around the idea of like, of doing, um, I think it's only worthwhile if it's around something worthwhile. Like, and so I, I just think a lot of it is nonsense. And I think it's funny because I work online mm-hmm. and I realize I'm surrounded by nonsense like 99% of the time, but there's like 1% that's gold. And that's the 1% that's worth focusing on. So that the mm-hmm. 1% of people that are worth working with, the 1% of the customers that are worth serving, the 1% of, you know what I mean? That little group. Cause otherwise it's just like, it's craziness. Like all the mm-hmm. stuff that's out there mm-hmm. and all the people that are trying. And so it's like, I just, um, I guess what people don't know about me is that I'm not like, one of those people who uh, just because I do the marketing, I'm not in love with it. I'm not in love with my own mm. ideas. I just mm. like it as a means to an end to help somebody mm. achieve a, a worthwhile goal. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know yeah. if people know that about me or not. So there yeah, you go. Yeah. That and, and we get bears. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, actually, how do you get actually to find those 1% actually um, I, and, and get rid of the noise? Any recipe or tips or ideas I think or thoughts? For, I, I, that's a great one. And I, I think now I just guess kind of one of those things I've been reflecting on and thinking to myself, well, part of it's you just got to start doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So like in the beginning, I can't, you know, flash back to 2013. I was, I'm not allowed that, that Tom back then isn't allowed to say something like I just said mm-hmm. in some ways, shape or form, because I'm just getting started. My goal at that point was just to get started and to do, do something to get the ball rolling mm-hmm. and to try to be useful to yeah. whoever. But then, you know, once you start, or once you realize how, once you understand that you could be useful to somebody and the way um, it's two things. One is if you know somebody's aim, like you know what they're aimed at, um, then you know what to produce, what to, what to create for them. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a ladder uh, rope, cause they're climbing up, you know, the cliffs of insanity or it's a, you know, it's a plugin for, for a, a specific website because you know, the, the th- person, the archetype, the person you're thinking about that group of people, you know mm-hmm. what they're aimed at. And if you, so you know the types of problems that are going to come, you know, mm. if you, if you know that path. Um, and I assume that when I'm talking, like what I'm talking about, the people who are listening to this have some sort of experience. So what I'm saying is obvious. Like if you have no experience in something, you won't be able to clarify the path. You can't clarify. If you can't clarify the, clarify the path for yourself, you can't do it for someone else. Yeah. Okay. So I'm speaking directly to experts here and expert is a general term, but are, or just people who know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. who've been there, done that. It could be ex- a personal experience. And that mm-hmm. to me is fine. That's expertise. All right. But you need to be able to see the, the path to a degree. And then you kind of know if this is where people are aimed, you know, the things they're going to run into. The second thing is if you know where they're at right now, then you know how to sell. Like, you know, what's, you, you know, you know exactly what the marketing needs to be. So it's just two mm-hmm. things. What's the aim and what's the current problem? What's their aim and what's their current problem? What's the current sticking point? What's the current challenge? And, and then all of a sudden, you know exactly what needs to be produced and exactly how it needs to be presented at that point in time. And everything else is just, is just, is just noise. It's just nonsense. It's just uh, it's not use, worth your time. Yeah. Those yeah. are the two questions you should be thinking about. What's his aim? What's her aim? Where are they right now? Where's, where is he right now? Where is she right now? Where are they stuck? Where are they lost? Where are they confused? You don't have to, you don't have to this is the other thing. I see this a lot. Mm. I think I see a lot of people see it because there's so much clickbait. Mm-hmm. And there's in the fear economy we live in and the, and the fear bait that's out there too. And because it produces results mm-hmm. supposedly, which is on the click side, but people don't understand that doesn't, 
that doesn't make money for you. If you're an independent creator, you don't make money on clicks. Okay. Trust me. You do not ever make money on that business strategy ever. Like one out of a million people will make money on clicks. I'm telling you, mm. you will not. So don't play that game. Right. Mm. All right. So we see there's so much stuff like that out there where there's just this fear economy that we're in this fear bait that's constantly being put out there and people kind of going for clicks. Um, you know, just depth, like just really don't play that game, but like understand that um, when it comes to sorry, I, I got a little sidetrack making sure people didn't. Where were yeah. where, where, where we starting? Yeah. At this so one? We were, you were on the right track because the idea was actually how do we find that one percent rather than um, the big noise that actually is uh, you know going out there, right? And um, you know you're on the yes. right track with this. Yeah, yeah. So that's thing. that's I want to get back to that core idea. Sorry, cause <laughs> that was important aside because again, yeah. kind of ties into because we talked about a lot of things mm -hmm. like hey, don't don't just replicate what you're saying on the outside, but in, another way that people do it all the time. But if you just stay focused on whatever that is, like who are you serving? And if you're like, oh, I, don't have, I don't know who I'm serving, it's like go find some place where you could be useful. Mm. Find some place where you could be useful, where you have tangible utility. Start there. That's the point. Everything else can be screened out because then once you start there and you start to build a track record around it, then people will start coming to you. And that's where the 1% comes from. Mm. Like, like long story short, it's just like, but it's an important thing to understand that it's like you can only get there by having built up a foundation of being useful to people and you don't get to, I don't know if you, I don't know if there's a way to like expedite it or hacks for it, but I think if you're just really useful and if you're useful in a really focused way that then you get to, then you get to have the 1% of the best, best people around. Cause you can just start saying no to everything. Cause yeah. I'm at the point now where I can just say no, I can say no to nonsense. I delete emails. I say, I just say no, no thanks to people who want to work with me. I just don't, I don't have to take it anymore. I don't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. But that only came because of being as beneficial and useful as I could to as many people as possible early on, yeah. but constantly refining and trying to improve it and come to an edge because I realized this is the other thing in this space. You can't be a generalist and you've heard that before, but that yeah. is, there is some truth to that. Yeah. But what you want to do, you do want to find some kind of edge. You want to mm -hmm. be more like if you're, if you're going this route, I think there's, if you're an information kind of person, a personal brand, there's something to be said for, for finding an edge. Um, unless you're going to build out, unless you have another business, unless you're doing a different business model, you want to find your edge because you want to be like more like a Jiro Ono, like a Jiro Dreams of Sushi kind of guy. Yeah. You know, the best sushi guy in the world. That's what you're known for. Yeah. Better that. Like everybody's queuing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, and, that, and you don't even need to be, what's cool is you don't need to be that. Mm. You could just be like, okay, at what you do. And you'll realize as soon as you kind of become known, people mm -hmm. are queuing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you have a pretty good life. Absolutely. And I don't know, I, at this point in time, like with, with the people I work with, I, that's, I work with a lot of big companies too, but a lot of the it, it, solopreneurs I work with, they're people that are just trying to build a really a good, comfortable life and do meaningful work, mm -hmm. you know, and probably in that like six figure range kind of thing where it's like they could support themselves. They probably have an employee or two, small business online. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the modern small business owner. Mm -hmm. which I think is the greatest. I think it's the coolest thing to support. So I'll yeah. just leave it at that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All with tons of value that you add. What would you say is your superpower, Tom? With all the stuff that you do, you have pa one patterns. superpower. Which I think one? It's, just, it's patterns. Pa pattern recognition. Patterns. Being able to recognize patterns. Tell yeah. me more about that. How, how does that manifest? I, I, I don't know how it manifested. I think it's something I just had an ability with. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's like, a, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, so, so like there's IQ tests and stuff like that. And one, of the, one of the parts in IQ tests is like, uh, is like visual perception. You know what I mean? And so uh, I can do that stuff um, very well, very quickly. Like I can mm -hmm. recognize patterns um, visually, but I also just in anything, um, I think. Not, well, maybe not in anything, but in the stuff, in the online space, I can, mm -hmm. you know, I'll say that's where a natural tendency for me is, or in the military is like, mm -hmm. you know, to, to spot the useful patterns um, and to, to, to try to figure out what the, what the pattern is, what the signal is versus the noise, because there's mm. tons of noise. Mm. But you realize like in life, like success is just pattern recognition and then, mm. implement base, and then really basic implementation. But if you can recognize a pattern, then you can, you can get to work more quickly. That's where you save a ton of time. If you can mm. recognize a pattern and then mm. implement it and, and already have a good gut check feeling of where it's at, mm. and then you can modify and improve and iterate. Mm. So I, that is my superpower. I, don't, I think the way I've, I've now cultivated it is now I pay more attention to what I'm seeing and what I think I'm seeing. And then if I think it's important to make notes of it and why I think it's that case, and then I go about maybe running an experiment to do it. So really taking kind of more, I guess, a scientific method approach to it a little bit with, yeah. um, with the, what I'm doing in the marketing space, but I've always kind of done that anyway. But mm. that's just all that, all that does is to me, it's like I already have this ability to kind of spot the pattern and that just yeah. val will validate 
a lot of what I sell or in some cases invalidate if I was kind of wrong. And that's kind of, that's kind of the mindset. So I just look for them. I try to see the key, the keys that work, the things that work. And then I don't try. And I, what I, and now I'm keenly aware of when somebody is just, um, putting like, a like a new logo on something, spinning it or putting okay. like glitter on it and, 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 okay. and, yeah. and selling yeah. it as something else. Yeah. Because the core, the core patterns are very simple, you know, for, for anything in life, whether it's health or business. Yeah. So no. it just add a recognition, then implementation. Yeah. <laughs> good. So what would you say that you've struggled the most with in life? Uh, am I doing, am I doing enough? And am I doing it as well as I possibly can? Um, am I not being lazy? Mm-hmm. Am I, am I ever taking things for granted that I should take for granted? Um, or like not doing my, my work to, to the extent that I both am capable and therefore have a responsibility mm-hmm. to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I believe with that it's hand in hand. Like, I'm not a guy that's like, I made a million dollars and now I'm drinking Mai Tais on the beach and that's it. Like that's to me that there's nothing grosser than that. Like for me, I like to do work. I do want it to be meaningful. I do like time to myself for sure. So it's like having some things like that. I love spending time with my family and it's all, uh, you know, but within all those things, it's like, I just want to be doing the best I possibly can. And so for me, it's like, what's that limit? And then where, where is that in terms of like, I also know that all that comes with sacrifice and I don't, and I'm very happy to make sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I just don't ever make the wrong sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like the sacrifice of like, oh, I'd be sacrificed my family for this kind of like, you know, business ambition or something like that, which I think now in my, my I mean, not that I would ever think that way before, but now I realize that would be crazy. Mm-hmm. But how many people do that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. How many fathers too? It's just insane to me, but um, that's fine. You know, different strokes for different folks, but to yeah. me, I've just got, I got a very clear priority of what matters to me. And so as you can see, a lot of my questions and the str- yeah. struggle, things I struggle with are, are kind of mental and, and in my mind, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, really all the, all the other stuff is like, you can do it. Like any, yeah. anybody could do the hard work. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, I think a lot for me at least, I, and I think for a lot of people I've, I've interacted with, it's like a lot of times it's just like kind of getting through your own, the, the, the traps inside your own brain, mm. you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and and that and that life like lays out for you and the internet doesn't help with right or that, that <laughs> actively attacks you trying to suck you away from your goal you know what i mean exactly <laughs> tell me actually is there any time in life or if you can remember any time in your life when you had reached that very low point but actually got an aha moment from that point um in life and you know what that taught you I've been through a lot of tough times, you know? Um, and all I say is that it, like, it, you know, again, okay. So here's the generic advice everybody knows. It's like, uh, if you go through tough times and it doesn't break you, um, it can make you stronger. Let's put it that way. I don't know if it will. I think that the, the truism or the, uh, or the cliche is that it will make you stronger. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. It's like, mm-hmm. well, no, it could also leave you timid and yeah. kind of weak and questioning yourself and doubting. And then you just become a waste that drains life force and energy from everything else around you. Don't become that person. Mm-hmm. So, so set yourself up. So you win, you know what I mean? Um, num- number one, mm-hmm. but uh, I would say the challenges I've been through, whether they, they were self-produced cause of my own, you know um, you know, things that I wasn't aware of or my own mistakes, whatever, or because of things I couldn't have controlled there's, there's a lot of them. And it's, it's just this, this too shall pass. Mm, I also love that. That's, that's it. Like it, yeah. it just will don't. And if it's, and I'll bring this back. Cause I don't know how many people deal with this, but if people do deal with it, you know, email me, send me a message or, or send Francine. I, I would like to hear your response. If it's something that people resonate with, but I, I do, it's happened now enough times where it's like, you know, when I've seen like, even on the successful side, but this is, you know, but I've also seen people get, get, quit before they have a chance to succeed too, because of this kind of stuff, like with, with trolls and haters and people online, listen, if you just block it out, man, they just disappear. Mm. People mm. are really nice in real life, mm. you know, and you can block out the haters. And again, if you're just doing, like I said, if you, you know, like, if you're not doing, if you're doing the right things the right way, these people, the online thing, like what people are saying online, that kind of social media stuff, um, any kind of shame tactics that somebody could use on you, like they just, they won't t- touch you. But I've seen people like run away from that or hide and cower and, um, and that's unfortunate. Um, and in some cases it makes a lot of sense. It's like, Oh, I don't want this kind of exposure or something like that. But 
you know, whether it's success or failure or just you're putting an idea out there and you're nervous, like how are people going to receive this? Cause I felt that way, even in putting stuff innocuous stuff, like stuff that's not, that's like work hard and, you know, and, and still being nervous about it. Cause there's still haters that will hate that. It's like, you don't know what it's like to work hard. Cause you're not, oh, it's like, whatever, dude, just like, just got to shut it off. It's all nonsense. Just do what you got to do. Say what you know to be the truth mm-hmm. and turn off the rest. Anything that doesn't, um, and there's, use, there's time and place for uh, constructive criticism, but I, I promise you, you're never going to find useful constructive criticism from somebody you don't know who's never yeah. bought a product from you. Mm-hmm, 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 yeah. Unless that with a one, uh, as a customer, a potential customer, like somebody like that, like a user reader, you only get it, like get it from somebody who's been there, done that, who's been mm-hmm. where you want to be before. That is where the ma- uh, mastermind, you know, you, is, it can be, or mastermind coach, somebody that you do trust. I'm not saying like you have to. I, I, I don't believe that either, but like, if you're uncertain, listen, a good coach can clarify the path so quickly. It's like such a no brainer for anybody that's wondering about their own abilities or their mm. own. If you have a good coach that could just be a sounding board, I'd say, no, this is the direction, like a genuinely good coach or a good consultant or somebody, you know, like, and trust like that knows the space you want to be in yeah. and can talk you through like the, all the unknown unknowns, all mm. the unknown, very, all the things you are not seeing right now that is worth its weight in gold. And even if that means, oh, that's like going to pause you from going down this one path you really wanted to, mm. it's, it's better that you can then readjust or recalibrate and say, oh, well, when I get ready for that, these are things I kind of need to prepare for or yeah. get ready for. Yeah. So now I'd like to talk a little bit more about launches. We don't have a lot of time. Uh, so, but, you know, I still want to ask you um, this question about launches. Um, so um, just actually, uh, I know that we've talked that you've managed so many big launches, um, whether it was book launch, business launch, product launch, etc. What would you say are the benefits or is the benefits of launches, doing launches versus just doing some ongoing promotion? The benefits technically of like a launch um, are, are in, in, it's embedded in, in that word, I guess, because a launch entails that it's like time-based, it's kind of an event. It's happening one time kind of thing. So all the benefits you accrue from something like that, which is that because it's time-based, there's urgency. Um, because it's one time, there's scarcity, right? So urgency and scarcity are triggers that compel people to take action, okay? Yeah. So that's the obvious uh, answer is why launches work really, really, really well. Um, done the right way because you have those two, you can, you can introduce two triggers, two psychological triggers that, that motivate people to, to take action, you can introduce them naturally into the context of a launch. What urgency are those scarcity. two triggers? Urgency and yeah. scarcity. Mm-hmm. So urgency, this has got to be done by a certain date and time, like a launch is only this window. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, if people are like, oh, launches are dead. No, they're not. Like, mm-hmm. look at, I don't pay attention to this stuff, but like, I'm sure it's still happening. Well, I know because I, What's the, what's the new thing? It's a new, uh, now Samsung's S20 or something like that. And it's got like a 5 million megapixel camera. Um, you know, that's the thing. It's like, they're, they're launching it. Mm-hmm. They're launching it. And then they do want to continue to generate sales. But if you look at all the biggest companies in the world, they're all launch models. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because when people talk about having a product, I get the idea, like product of evergreen, but I think it's a combo. It's, it's like, I don't think it has to be an either or. Mm-hmm. I think you can introduce, I think you should do events mm-hmm. around, you should run launches and run events. And that's because you can generate so much more energy around an event than you can't, you don't generate energy around um, traffic uh, coming from like content or something like that. Like that's great. And you want to produce that like content marketing, things like that. But, but around a launch, you can get a lot of people talking and sharing. And all of a sudden a lot of people are talking about the same thing and they're all kind of communicating and sharing it. And it it creates what could be a viral, viral aspect of it. Like that's what we do with, um, that record setting crowdfunding campaign, the Kickstarter one we did. It's what we did with like a lot of the New York times launch that we did and the wall street journal one and uh, tons of the Amazon bestseller ones that we've done and um, summits and all these things. Like that's the reason we do launches. Even if we're, we're doing it for something that could be bought anytime, like, yeah. you know, with teachable, it was like, it became their, you know, two years in a row, I, I kind of helped, helped with their, their virtual summits. And now they, they brought that stuff in house cause it's so good for them. And it's a core part of their businesses. This event that they run once a year, People could buy their software anytime, but they still introduce events throughout the year. And they found that at least one big one a year is a no brainer. Mm-hmm. So here, ding, ding, ding. Maybe there's a pattern mm-hmm. to look out for. Maybe you could think about running one event 
Maybe you don't have to do launches all the time because that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can think about doing one launch or one event, at least one a year yeah. or something and generate a lot of energy around it. I, yeah. You know, and the thing is, that's why I think virtual summits can work so well. Yeah. Uh, and they can mm-hmm. and why I've been a proponent of them in the past and, you know, and things like that, anything collaborative because mm-hmm. you could do a lot more quickly and then it could, and once you get a big skyrocket of like subscribers, like I did a virtual summit and that, that basically fed me and my family for the, like, mm. the next year and a half. Wow. Does that make sense? Not from the tickets yes. sales or anything like that, but just from the consulting. For the, yes. The backends. And that's what people have to be, uh, be mindful of. Mm-hmm. Just don't get, don't get caught up in the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me from your perspective, um, how can we do, um, you know, something that, you know, because some people sometimes are struggling doing what is meaningful for them and also getting the right money to, you know, uh, get them going. What's your perspective on having, um, doing both what we love and getting paid well for it? Uh, you know, again, I think it's going to come down to, it's like, what, what's your, what's your boxing style? What's your, what's your boxing stance and style? You know, but you know, I was, I boxed in college too, and I've just been recently addicted to it again, back in training and stuff like that. So I love mm-hmm. boxing analogies, but it's like every person will have a slightly different stance. will have a slightly different posture. will have a slightly different, um, striking technique or movement or whatever. And that's kind of, that's how I feel about that question. Um, cause it's going to depend, but I would just say, here's what doesn't, here's what we know is not the right uh, path. What's not the right path is just not trying to do any meaningful work. Mm-hmm. We know, we know you fail automatically there, mm-hmm. right? The second path to failure is building it up so much that what you have to be doing has to be meaningful in a very specific way. And then, um, not calculating for everything else. And, and then what that ends up being maybe, or what I've seen that manifest in is like just failed solopreneur type projects time and time again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe a middle ground is start doing the stuff you think is like one is find meaning in the work you're doing right now. If you can't find it, create it. Mm. Maybe that's the challenge that everybody needs and then start sharing that more. Okay, number one is where are you at? Where's the meaning to be found? Mm. The second thing is if you're like what the work you're doing right now that sustains you, that supports you, that puts, puts food on the table mm-hmm. isn't where you want it to be. There's other things you want to do. Start doing them on the side. Mm. If you yeah. are not capable of doing that work on the side, it might be a signal to you that you are, you will not be capable of doing it full time mm-hmm. when the time comes. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't exactly get easier. Mm-hmm. Let me put it that way. What the work I do now, I have more confidence cause I've been through more firefights. You could say now, <laughs> right. You know, it's like, it's like that seasoned vet, uh, <laughs> you know, that, 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 that the boxer too, you know, been through a lot of fights. It's like, it doesn't really intimidate you the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you know, you have the skills to yeah. deal with it, but it's just as hard. Yeah. And the competition raises everything. So it doesn't actually get any easier. So if you're in this because you're like, you want an easier life, mm. next. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's the answer. I don't think this, is, I don't think this promises to be easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think maybe do the meaningful work right where you are with what you mm-hmm. have or do it on the side. Don't, don't lump your future and everything of importance into that, into a leap. That's crazy if you don't have like, unless you have like, maybe I'm kind of built like that. I could, I could stand that. Like I could just jump, get knocked down and I'll keep going. I'll be no, no big deal. But some people are maybe more timid or, or that kind of knockdown won't be good for you or your family. Mm. Don't do it. Don't chance it. Just be smart about it. You could start small. If you realize, Oh, you know, the thing that's going to be the most meaningful work you could do is like that feature film. Yo, just start with some YouTube films, man. (laughs) It's like, start, start small. You don't have to raise a billion dollars to do what's meaningful. You could do it. You could do it from your computer yep. you from a, a, a computer with a t- typing board not, or with a keyboard and yeah. not from a tablet, you know, not from a device <laughs> where you just consume, you know, but from a production device. Well, you could- exactly. <laughs> we have the same way play. Now let's talk about movements. Which movements are you actually leading or would like to lead or be part of? I think, yeah, I think the movement here and it's interesting because I think it's like, it's like this, it's like the, uh, it's not exactly self-sufficiency, but it's like self, uh, self-directed movement. And in that mm-hmm. regard, I'm not moving with anyone else, but I think there's a lot of people moving like me. <laughs> and it's this recognition of, wow, there's, you know, all the kind of things we need to know, we kind of know them. Mm-hmm. And now it's just time to get to work and just mm-hmm. do the work that mm-hmm. we got to do. You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of people just kind of, whether it's fed up with like the, the fear economy or the mm-hmm. hype, like the hype economy. I don't know. I was thinking about the hype economy. I don't know if it's a hype economy. It's just like hype marketing. <laughs> it's like the fear economy pumped up by hype marketing and it's nonstop all the time. And it's like, I think there's a lot of people who are just frustrated and uh, uh, just done with it. Just, oh yeah, 
that's all nonsense. It's gotten me nowhere. It just raised my blood pressure. I wrote an article recently and it, it, was, a, it was about this topic, but it was, uh, the analogy was this. It's like in the car, I don't know what it is in different parts of the world, but in the US we have it and it says objects in mirror are close or maybe, or are closer than they appear. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you go onto a screen that's connected to the internet, it should have a warning. And the warning should say objects on screen are fake <laughs> and designed intentionally to raise your cortisol levels. <laughs> yes, I, they should do that like they do on cigarettes. You know that yes. on cigarettes now they put yes. smoke um, kills in yeah. big, but people still buy them. <laughs> Anyway. Yes, they do, but but and, and and I don't like I think, but it's like but at the same, but there's a lot less people smoking. So okay, and I'm not even trying to force this as a standard. Like I'm not like that, you know what I mean? But even personally, remember that because that's what it's designed to do. And so, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. It's like um, that is absolutely it. It's it's just go your own way. That's the movement, and and the, and that means, but it's it means I cannot I cannot use um, my peers as a yardstick uh, in a way or peers. I can find the right peers. I just can't use broader society as the measuring stick. Mm. I can't use like the public. I can't use social media as trending. Mm. I'm, I'm completely off social media. I post and I'll respond to comments. I don't see what anybody else is writing. I'm not on news. I don't read the news anymore. It's nonsense. It's, I didn't realize it's just all nonsense. And if you turn it off, you realize the stuff that's most pertinent to you in life, like you're going to hear about, like the wildfire that's, you know, next door you're going to see it or somebody's going to tell you about it. Where we live, it's things like, you know, an avalanche and like the, the pass is out. I hear about those things. Mm. You know, I know them. Like all the real life stuff that really matters that's right mm. here, that's going to really affect you is right there. Focus on that first. Mm-hmm. Fix everything in your corner and right in your world. And then that's the movement. It start at your feet. I think that's the thing. And I think more, more people are doing this than you realize. Yeah. And turning, turning off the noise. Yeah, yeah, that's super. So um, what would you say is um, uh, one of the things that you've learned throughout all your experience that you most want to pass on to people today? I, I think it ties into this theme. It's like there's something worth doing mm. and, and it's worth doing well. And you, you have an obligation to do it and you have an obligation to do it the best that you possibly can to the extent that you could do it while making the right sacrifices, not the wrong ones. You know what I mean? You know, it's not like uh, losing your home because you gambled it away. That's not, that doesn't make any sense. Um, But it's that there is meaningful work to be done. If you have a gut instinct on it, like if you were being pulled, that's an indicator. It doesn't mean that that's exactly the right thing to do, but there's something there that maybe is truthful that you want to follow a little bit. And then through discernment, you can figure that out. But there's meaningful work to be done. Find it, do it. Do it the best you possibly can. And do not get, don't get scattered mentally or otherwise by the, the winds of the time. I think now more than ever, that's important to understand. And, 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 and especially because the winds are fake in a lot of ways. But I won't get, that's going down into a rabbit hole. I don't know <laughs> that we want to take it, but like, <laughs> I just do not be uh, distracted by what's yeah. out there. Just do the meaningful work that's right in front of you. Super. So if your life was a book or a film, which title would that be? Any title that you like your life or, or, you know, if it was a film or a book, any title? Gosh, it's funny. I, uh, this is interesting, like psychological question because I had two thoughts come to mind. My first one was like, um, well, we didn't expect that. Um, <laughs> That, that, that would have been one of the title. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that would have been one of them, maybe. Uh, so maybe more self-deprecating and or um, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about like more grandiose, uh, more ridiculous, like the, the champ has arrived. But I don't think either of those are true. I don't know. You know, the thing is, I don't get you, you don't get to publish. Your, you don't get to you don't get to come up with your own title. You know what I mean? And uh, that's the other thing. I'll just, I would just leave it behind. I say I'd be happy with anything or nothing. You know, and I, I, you know, that's how I, I feel about it. But okay. that's a great question. Good. What's your best, what's been the best answer to that question? What's your, yours, Francie? And I'm, I'm really curious. Oh, oh my gosh. So I, I, I'll, I'll give it to you later. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Please do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we've got to wrap uh, up. In, I in another one, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me, um, you know, um, what's your definition actually of meaningful life and meaningful work? Doing, doing the best you can with the task at hand, uh, with the right aim in mind. <laughs> I, I really just think that's it. I, I, and I think if anybody, every, because I, I say that because I think everybody's capable of that. Yeah. Everybody, 
at any level, any level of intelligence, any level of capability, you know, in terms of like, if you're able to hear this message and, you know, think through it and you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be, you don't have to be smart. You know, I, I don't like if that's like, or you don't have to have money. You don't have to, there's all sorts of just things that are right at your fingertips that would make the, would, would make life better for the people that are right in front of you. And there's nothing more meaningful than that, like in a way. So don't like, just look at what's what's right around you. There's so much meaningful work to be done. It's crazy. Um, It's more like when people get sucked into this uh, thing, which I think is a lie. And I think it's done to make money, um, which is like sucked into the activism trends. And it's like, oh, we got to change something that's happening over in this part of the world that you know nothing about. You don't know those people. You don't know how they operate. You've never had dinner with them. You've never interacted with them. You don't know. You don't know what their rituals are. You don't know what their customs are. You know things like that. And trying to force a hand over there or something like that. Or even if it's not like a, a cultural kind of activism, any kind of activism, because activism is usually like you're trying to change somebody else's things. Somebody else's. You're trying to change the world around you instead of trying to change yourself. So focus on yourself and focus on the people that are right in front of you. The pe- the hands that are empty and need some food. You know, and 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 things like that. Like I. I don't want to make this like some sort of moral thing or whatever, or, or, or big, you know, but it's like, the, it's so obvious what is the good work to be done and the moral mm. and the mo- meaningful work mm. that I think you just have to, you just have to look around and maybe just turn off your computer for yeah. like a month and then figure it out. Yeah. Honestly, go, go on a, go on a media diet for a month. Mm. Mm. And I will, I promise you, you will come out at the end of that where you will know what's meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, so before we leave, um, can you share some resources that our listeners should absolutely know when it comes to do meaningful work and live a meaningful life? I'd say this podcast, so they're already doing it. And the second thing is I'll do a shameless plug and say, listen, if you're curious about launches and marketing and, uh, Obviously, like if I've completely repelled you, that's great. It's totally okay. Listen, people have their own. Go find somebody else that Francie has brought on that's awesome and, and speaks to you in that voice that you need, you know? But if you need a little bit of the drill instructor who's kind of been there, done that, maybe tommorkes.com, T-O-M-M-O-R-K-E-S.com. On the homepage is Launch Hacks. It's an ebook. I think it's going on, it's going to be going on two years old now. And so I'm going to update it. I really want to do another updated version. Mm-hmm. But I, I was looking through it the other day and it's crazy. It's all the stuff basically still works. Um, in, in different, in some way, shape or form. So if you're just looking for like, where do I get started? This is more of a tactical hacks kind of thing. But I know mm-hmm. when I was just getting started, that was the kind of stuff I looked at too. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a good place. Take a look at that. It's totally free. I have a ton of free stuff that will help people with marketing and launches mm-hmm. just on the blog. But I'd say if you just go there, tomworkers.com, grab the free ebook um, and then listen to Francine. And then anybody else that's, that's giving you good, that's, that's, mo- make, that's making you feel good. But that's, that's giving you energy and that that kind of energy, not just gives you energy, but then that you are able to um, move into creating something and you've seen it. Cause there's difference. Like sometimes you get pumped up by somebody and then you, yeah. if you reflect on it, you didn't do anything with that motivation. Be, be wary of that. But if somebody gives you energy and then at the same time you see yourself doing Go things because action. of it, yeah. listen, listen to that. That person's okay for now. Like as uh, all things considered, maybe be, be, be careful. Never fully trust anybody, even me, any, anybody. There's no guru because they can be wrong. That's the discernment piece in the go. Yeah. You have to be on, you have to be certain in your own path and be willing to, but there will be people who can help you along the way yeah. and find out, just know that you don't need to, you don't need to like everybody at the same time. And my words might be worth, might be right, what you need right now. Mm-hmm. Then come, come and yeah. listen and read. But if they're not what you need right now, don't worry about it. Just, mm-hmm. just keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? That's all I would say is people got to get more comfortable. Um, I think having the courage to, um, to say where they're at mm-hmm. and, and be willing to just say, oh yeah, yes or no to the things that they need. That's so, right. but tomworks.com for, for anything on marketing and launches. And I do think meaning and that kind of stuff is, is really embedded in, in the work I do. So I think if this has been a good conversation and not, not schizophrenic or anything like that, not crazy, <laughs> not too all over the place. I know we cover a lot of ground, <laughs> we um, did, but we have, we have rapport and we've known yeah, each other for so long. Exactly. That I, I don't know. I <laughs> just felt more what, comfortable. What's the best way to reach you though, actually? Um, tomworks.com. Dot, yeah. Tomworkers.com and then yeah. um, they, they will find your email and uh, your list. And it's a fun newsletter also to get in. You will get a very nice goodie at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, so tomworkers.com, sign up there. I have tons of stuff. If you go through there, you'll get it for free. So Good. Thank you so much, Tom. This is an awesome conversation. I wasn't expecting less than that. 
<laughs> and yeah, uh, it was really pumped with a lot of gems, a lot of wisdom, a yeah. lot of nuggets all, all across. And I really, really uh, thank you for this, uh, for making this possible and being available of coming to this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, Fritzi. If you are ready to discover how to develop your unique value and become a leading voice in your industry in today's fast-moving marketplace, make more money and make a bigger impact, I invite you to book a call with me today to discuss your objectives at francinebelli.com slash call. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash call. Thank you for listening. The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work and Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelli.com slash podcast with all the references and the resources shared on this show. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to show your love and support, share it with your friends and colleagues on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Make sure also you subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the app where you are listening to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes and leave me an honest review because it will mean that I will be able to touch more people who are going to be able to see this podcast in front of them. I will see you next week for another brand new episode of this season six. Until then, dream, act, and make an impact. Lots of love.